You're listening to the Antos Podcast, where we explore the nature of stories in the pursuit of being in truth. I'm Mac. And I'm Bod. And our sentience depends on you. Now cue the intro music. Is there anything more beautiful than the sun? I often watch it rise, or my restless sleep usually awakens me before dawn. Each time I see its calm yellow light peeking above the horizon, I grow a little more determined, a little more hopeful. In a way, it is the thing that has kept me going all this time. So, chapter 36. The Sanderlunch continues as Vin is approaching Greedic Shaw. As she arrives, though, she takes a completely different stance than Kelsier has in the past. She lands, and the guards are there. She could have easily killed them all without them even knowing what was going on. And instead, she looks at them and goes, Hey, you know, I know you did this because you're scared. I know the only reason you're working for the Lord Ruler or you're even protecting the palace is because it provides a better outlook for, you know, a, be- a better outcome for you and your family. Look at out there. A full-on rebellion's occurring, the scar taking over, the noblemen are going to fall. You may fight if you wish, but if not, go join. You know, you're all's forgiven. And they do that. They drop everything, and they're like, well, let's, uh, let's, let's I think at she, least not fight. I, I think she knew you some emotional elements. She too. did a little bit, yeah. A yeah. little bit. <clears throat> little, but, little tampering. But she convinced them not to fight, and they just let her pass. Well, she gets into Kredik Shaw, and she's going straight for that room that Kelsier's talked about before, and there are two, excuse me, there are two Steel Inquisitors waiting for her, and she engaged, engages them, like, immediately. No, no hesitation, no fear. Rushes them, and uh, hits them with the age-old, the perfect move. The, the, this move is uncounterable. It is the, the strongest thing we've ever seen. It's pocket pewter. <laughs> pocket pewter. <laughs> yeah, pocket pewter. She throws pewter up in the air, and it, it Whatever shit does, it causes the Steel Inquisitors to, like, kind of, like, freak out. They go, like, what? Like, they couldn't see her. It's blinding. Yeah, it blinds them. And she's able to, you know, lunge out and get past them. You know, beforehand, she shot out, what, like, a bunch of, like, stone arrowheads? So so this is a cool thing. I'm going to nerd out about this for just a second. So what she did is she basically attached pins, or like, rings, onto these uh, arrowheads, and or, or, like, the ends of arrows. And they worked like grenade pins. So what she did is she shot them out. So the rings carried the arrows forward. And of course, the Steel Inquisitor is like, you idiot, I'm going to take care of this. And when he pushed it back, the pins flew out and pulled back. But the arrowheads kept going because they had the momentum and there were no there was no metal on them anymore. So it shot them in the face. Yep. So very cool stuff. She's able with that in the, the, the pocket pewter, she's able to get past these two Inquisitors and she bust into this room that we've been trying trying so hard to figure out what the heck is in there and she finds nothing but a a room that feels in her own words feels homey it feels relaxing like a bunch of like knickknacks or a bunch of like a fireplace know, burning in the corner memorable things you know and there's just in the center there's this wizened old man just looking incredibly feeble and broken and he, he turns and looks at her, and right before she's like, she gets kind of stunned by this, like, what the heck, what's this old dude doing in here? A Steel Inquisitor grabs her, and she starts to kind of fight with it. As she's fighting, 
you know, she she or as she's kind of like grappling with this guy and she's trying to get away from it, the old man turns out to be the Lord Ruler. They mentioned that he's the Lord Ruler, right? Yeah, he's like he goes, "What is this?" You know, some Palpatine stuff. What is this? And and they're like, "Lord Ruler, blah blah blah." She's the ska Mistborn girl, and like you know, they go into their whole talking and everything. But Vin's like, "What? This is the Lord Ruler." The last time Vin saw him, the last time we saw him, he was like this like chiseled peak performance man. Yeah, the young, young guy. Young, young, young man. And here, um, it's, what the heck? So she goes, forget it. I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to figure this out. It's uh, time the, to use the 11th medal. It's time to use the 11th medal. The Lord Royal is like, kill the girl. And the Soul Inquisitor is like, no. I want to, you know, I want to, pl- I want to play with her a little bit more. I want to figure out what's going on. He wants to interrogate her. Well, no, no, no. He, he was like, he's like, there's something special about him, and I need you, I need you to to listen to me, and I want to review the Canton and or- Orthodoxy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he he begs the Lord Ruler to let him keep Vin, and as this is happening, Vin burns the eleventh medal, and next to this feeble old version of the Lord Ruler, she says, sees like a proud man with a full grown beard standing there. And another like person, another man standing nearby, looking like a like a nobleman, and she's like, "What the heck is going on here?" And the eleventh medal burns out, and she's knocked unconscious. We then jump to Ellen's point of view. Ellen is amazed that there's a Skull Rebellion. Uh, Lord Strathventure is running and trying to flee the city with his tail between his legs because he learns. Oh boy, you know, he knows what's happened. He even tells Ellen, you know, something happened to the ATM mines, so we're in trouble. And he's trying to get out of there. And Ellen thinks that the nobility should, you know, should be an ally of the Ska Rebellion. Because in his eyes, the Ska and the noble nobles, their true enemy is the Lord Ruler. And so he's like, we should be allying with them. If they're starting this up, we need to do this. Why are you fleeing? And, like... Venture's like, you know what? I don't I don't care. And Ellen's like, well, I'm gonna stay. I'm not leaving. Venture's like, it's funny, because Venture's like Venture's just like, I'm going to go after you just because you disobeyed me. And it takes Venture a while to realize this is kind of what he wants. Cause he's just like, like no. Ah, yeah. You know what? You should stay behind. That's a good point. Yeah, he's like arguing. He's like, No, you're not gonna stay behind, you're not gonna disobey me. And Ellen's like, No, you. And that's when the Lord Venture or Straff Venture's like yeah, yeah, no, actually, it's a good idea. In fact, you're now in command. Lead our house to glory. I'm out of here. I'm leaving. And he basically abandons the house, Venture does, and takes a very small, you know, I think he even says, oh, it would have been a lot harder if we had to take our entire house anyway. So it's a good idea that we can only, we, we can just leave on one canal boat instead of like waiting for everyone to come. And so he's left in charge and Ellen's like, oh, I'm in charge, and he gives he gives some really good orders. He's like, "Hey, all of you, go." You know, is it was it was it House Lical? Lical, Lical, yeah. He's like, "All of you go to House Lical, and we, you know, we need to all join up together because we're gonna get slaughtered if we're all separate." And you know, it's a good point. Like, I think even one of the soldiers was like, "But they're like our enemies." He's like, "Well, this would be a good time for us to not be enemies, right?" Yeah, yeah. This would be a good time, and it's easier to hold up over there, and it's better if we if we if we're band together, we're more likely to stay together. And then he says. Yeah, he says, like, hey, you're going to do that, and I need a couple of men to come with me because I'm going to go turn myself in. And that's, uh, you know, that's where we're left with Ellen's point of view. And we're back to Vin again. Jump back to Vin, and Vin wakes up 
in this cell and finds this inquisitor kind of looming over her. And he's like, open your mouth. And like, he pushes up some sort of metal into her mouth and is like, swallow it, burn it. And she's forced to, and she does when she did this, like it, it, it extinguished all of her medals. And then just had nothing left. And she starts to sit down and go, okay, I need to think about the 11th medal. Then I used it. I used it. What did I see? And she's like, I saw visions and my visions were super similar to when I burned gold. They're, they're, they're almost exactly the same, except it was, it was his vision. It wasn't mine. I was looking at his visions. She was like, so I saw what the Lord ruler could have been. Well, how does that help me? I'm yeah, dealing yeah. with the guy right now. Yeah. She, she's, she's smart. She's like, does that mean the 11th medal is an alloy of ATM or gold? Is it one of, is an alloy of one of these two? And she's like, well, you know, there are, there must be medals that aren't discovered yet because he gave this, you know, this inquisitor gave me a medal and when I burned it, it got rid of everything. So, so is there a 12 medal? It's yeah. like, oh gosh, yeah, there's just so much here. I know nothing. <laughs> you know nothing then. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's like, okay, the 11th medal, you know, based on what I understand of gold or ATM, the 11th medal showed me what the Lord Ruler could have been if things were different. The inquisitor comes in. And we, you know, she's getting taken out now to go be taken to the Lord Ruler. And she notices that the Inquisitor with the the one that she attacked with all the arrowheads has already completely healed. There's nothing left resembling that he was attacked. I mean, I think it mentions he had a little bit of scarring, but that was it. And it's like, oh boy, this is this is getting really, really bad. And she gets taken in front of the Lord Ruler and the Inquisitors are all around and there's the Lord, the Lord Praelin who is the, the head of the... Steel Ministry Church. Yeah, essentially the head of the Steel Ministries Church. And also... Vin's father. He yeah. is also Vin's father. Yep, and so... This young Lord Ruler is back, sitting on his throne, or whatever it is that that is there, and is like, all right, what do y'all want? Y'all are annoying the heck out of me. And the Lord Praelin's like, hey, maybe you should be sending out the Steel Inquisitors to handle this like ongoing rebellion. And, and the Lord Ruler's like, eh. I normally let the noblemen purge themselves, but we'll let the Scar do it this time. And he's just not even worried as the Scar are just slaughtering uh, all the noble houses. And what did he say? It, it does it does them good to be reminded or something like that. Oh well, they said he said I usually let them we destroy themselves in the every century or so in one of their petty wars, but this will take care of it just fine. Yeah, it's it's perfect. And then they're like, "What if the Scar would take over?" And he said, "Then I will deal with them." Yeah, yeah. If they if they actually take over and come marching on the palace i will handle them okay so why are we here the inquisitors want to take over leadership of the ministry that's what they want and that's what i think it's what is the name car 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 is just voicing out that he's like listen you know by allowing mere mortals by allowing these humans to rule your church you've you've invited in corruption and here's our proof the Lord Praelin over there. This. Here's our proof. The Lord Praelin over here. He's corrupted. And he's the head of your church. And then he looks down at Vin and goes, Now child, tell the Lord Ruler who your father is. Now child, tell the Lord Ruler who your father is. And she's like, okay, well, if they want to know, then I'm definitely not telling them. So Vin tries to fight back and goes, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. But eventually it is, you know, Vin's forced to reveal because the Inquisitor walks up to her and goes like, 
you're going to tell me who your father is. And she feels like the overwhelming power of his allomancy because she can't even shield herself with copper. She has no metals. Well, and she said the Lord Ruler is going to know if you're lying. Yeah, he's like, the Lord Ruler is going to know if you're lying. And at the one point, you know, Vingo's the Lord Ruler is actually God. Kelsier made a mistake. And she admits that the Lord Praelin is her father. And the... The Lord Ruler is like, all right, y'all can handle him, and the, the Inquisitors kill him. And Quite what brutally. Is, yeah, brutally. They enjoy it. Talks about with their wicked smiles, they jump over and they just, they kill this guy. And um, I think you said it best. What is exactly the Lord Ruler says here? I did not make a mistake. I've never made a mistake. But it's time for a change. Yep, and she, he, he basically is going to officially give over control of the still, the, the, the ministry to the Steel Inquisitors. And that's where we're left at the end of this chapter. So one of the one of the side effects of a Sandra Lanch is you change perspectives multiple times in one chapter. Yeah. And so we go from Vin to Ellen back to Vin. And then back to us for me to tell you to please go ahead and give us, you know, give us a follow, you know, share us if you have any friends. Let people know that we exist and that uh, we appreciate, I want you to know we all appreciate the people who have been following us so yeah, far. Yeah, we appreciate everything that has happened so far. Thank you so much. Um, but, you know, it's just big thing after big thing after big thing. So Vin breaks in and um, uses Pocket Pewter. Pocket Pewter. Which is awesome. Um, pocket Pewter to blind the Inquisitor. He uses uh, arrows on the pins, which, again, I was nerding out about earlier, um, to be able to take just distract him. Her whole strategy here was to distract them, get into this room, and hopefully find something that she could be the Lord Ruler with. And She finds Old Man Lord Ruler. She finds Old Man Lord Ruler, but didn't realize it at the time. And... She breaks in, and even then, she's still not fast enough. The Inquisitors are already back on her, and they they grab a hold of her. And now we realize the whole freaking reason that they were tracking Ven down. We kept seeing, like, something must be special about Ven because they don't seem to care. They didn't even care about Kelsier. They knew that Kel when he broke in, they knew it was him. They said the survivor of Hassan. And you would think that'd be a huge deal, like, they really want to capture him. But all they cared about was Ven, Ven, Ven. The first thing that, that, that um, the Inquisitor Bendal says to Kelsier whenever he confronts him after Kelsier tried to save the prisoners, the first thing he says, where is the girl? I mean, they were always after Vin, and now we figure out why. This whole time, it was a power play to use her as proof so they could take over the whole ministry, which is basically like taking over the Empire. Yep. I mean, I mean it makes a lot of sense, right? Like, Well, now it does. I mean, yeah. it's just funny because, like, we kept, and again, we kept pointing out, like, they kept being obsessed with Vin. Like, Vin specifically, they didn't go after other Mistings. They didn't care about the theming crew. They didn't even care about Kelsier. I thought it was Vin. It had to do with Vin's like power, right? Because like we talked about how she was thinking about, you know, hey, copper clouds can be pierced, and if she goes, if the Steel Inquisitors can do this, the Lord Ruler can do this. Why can I do this? And I, I was initially thinking like, what do we not know about her when it comes to that? And I think they kind of explained that power too, because they were talking about like, oh, she's a very powerful Mistborn girl, and that can only come right. from a very pure line, right? And, and it's like, oh. But that was they didn't, a, they didn't care about the power. They but, just cared. right. The funny thing is, is it was again, again. Brandon did it again. It was staring us in the face the whole time. Just who her father was was the whole point. They told us that he was the high Praline, you know, a few chapters ago. That he was the lead of the of the church, 
And we just hear about that and then they go, oh, okay. And then we just move on past it. And that was like the whole thing. The whole reason they were coming after her. And so now it makes complete sense. And another thing is that Marsh talked about how the obligators were just kind of like laid back, but the inquisitors were like fanatically loyal to the Lord ruler and all these little details that kind of get blown over, you know, in the previous chapters, boom, we come in and, and it all comes up to a head. Yeah. And like when we talk about how fanatically loyal they are. They, they relished in killing this guy. They were happy. I think like Brandon even said that there's only like two inquisitors out of that eight or something that were in the room. That didn't do anything. It was Carr and the guy standing next to Carr, but all the rest, like animals, jumped in onto this, onto the Lord Praelin and brutally killed him. So, I mean, yeah, it, it, it's funny because, like, this is another one of those things that I had completely forgot, which, like, is just this huge reveal um, because it seems like it's, like, blown over, but, like, the entire power of the Empire is now, like, taken over and moved over to the Steel Inquisitors. And then we get to Elland. And Ellen makes some excellent point here. This is one of those, like, now we get this, the, the political scholar guy actually coming through. He makes an excellent point. And something that I don't think even Kelsier thought of. If the scholar rise up and if they are reasonably successful, which is to say, like, they're able to actually organize pretty well, they're going to slaughter everyone. They're going to kill everyone. Um, and they're going to leave basically any potential allies on the table and they are probably going to topple the empire, but then they are stuck. They're just going to be completely stuck. Um, and they might not even stop at killing nobles. They could just start, you know, they could, they could just go crazy. I know, I know, but the whole, his whole thing was that the history of bloodshed or history of revolutions is that when they go into bloodshed, they, into bloodshed, they could, they could start killing, you know, everyone. Um, and he realizes this and goes up to his father and says, look, what if we came together and we were able to basically ally with Scott, which Straff thinks is ridiculous. Um, and so he's making a decent point. Like we need, he needs to actually be able to help take care, take care of things. Um, but of course he's left completely out to drive by his father. Yeah. As his father even says it, like there's house venture screwed because of what happened to the ATM, the ATM. And so he doesn't care at this point. He's just all about fleeing and, and he did he even say it right i think like the way he said it was listen you know i have he's not scared that the lord ruler is going to be toppled but he's like listen son something happened to the atm he's he seems to be afraid for his own skin even when this all pans out at the end right because it's his source of power the whole source of the house's power is gone and we found that house hasting which was just under straff venture they had no, they had nothing like they, they, they got wiped out just like every, anyone else. So he must know, like, even if this, this all like settles down, we are screwed because we don't have any, you know, other source of, 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 of income. Hastings had a bunch of contracts. They just had the ATM and that's all gone. Um, then we get switched back to Finn and we find that there is probably another metal. Another metal we didn't hear about. Something that made her lose all of her alimantic sources of metal when she burned. And, you know, she said that when she burned the 11th metal, it felt like it was similar to what she felt like gold. So we could be pretty confident that what we were seeing was like a picture of the Lord Ruler of like, you know, what he may have been. Yeah. Okay, cool. Vin, Vin came to that conclusion herself. It's she like, like, okay, so he could have been this nobleman. He could have been, you know, this guy in furs or whatever, like what does that mean or matter? It's like, okay, great. Um, and so 
now you know the power is being switched over they were trying to kill Ven again but the inquisitor's like you know what i think i have another use for her i need to figure out where all those other mistings were and so he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna take back Ven as the lord ruler hands over power and in the next chapter we're gonna find out what happens hey everyone vod here Please rate our podcast and follow us for regular episodes Monday through Friday. If you enjoy listening, consider subscribing. We are a very small project, so please support us with likes and comments. You can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash ontos. That's patreon.com slash O-N-T-O-S. Thanks again, and remember, our sentience depends on you.